Hello listeners, this is Lee Price. This is Will Ford from Football365. And you're listening, smartly, to At, At The, the Bridge, Bridge Pod, Pod, a Chelsea, Chelsea FC podcast. podcast, although I would describe it as THE Chelsea FC Podcast. It's time for another episode of At The Bridge Pod, your number one Chelsea FC podcast, Coming up on this episode, from never playing Real Madrid in the Champions League to now playing them three seasons in a row, it's going to be a fun one. Here we go! Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of At The Bridge Pod. I'm joined in a virtual room filled with some lions. I've got Ollie, I've got Chris. We have a huge episode coming up for you today. Lots of content, lots of energy. And look at that. Look at that, everyone. We made it. It's Friday night under the bedroom lights. Or studio. So what are you guys most looking forward to this coming weekend? Oh, that's a difficult one. Do you know what? I'm I'm looking forward to having a nice bit of rest this weekend. Uh, you know, it's been work's been very busy recently. There's been a lot going on. And so uh, I'm looking forward to just spending some time in my flat with my fiance and just having a nice time. That's, now that is lovely, wholesome stuff that is. That is, Chris. Is it as have you got something as wholesome? Uh, I'd love some rest as well, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) I I dream of restful weekends, but I don't. I don't think I'm going to get one. It's my my weekends are the same. Like I could say the same thing every week. It's just football packed (laughs) weekends. That's that. That's my entire weekend is football based. From future episodes, Chris will now uh, sum up his weekend with an emoji. <laughs> the shrug. <laughs> the shrug. <laughs> oh, right, right. For me, uh, Europe. Europe has some wild games to be hyped up for. And you've got you've got Inter versus Juventus. You've got Barcelona versus Real Madrid. You've got Lazio versus Roma. But I am turning my attention to the Netherlands, to the Eredivisie, second versus first, Ajax versus Feyenoord. Winner will be top of the league, both in hot form. Uh, that that will be the best game of the weekend break for me. Nothing yeah, be, that's got to be one of the one of the biggest games in a while. You know, like the occasion, status of the teams. You oh, know, yeah. the top five league. What I mean, final just came off a seven-one victory, and I, I, I'm I'm back in final in this race. We will see. We will see. Uh, with that, let's hit the news. So that time of the week, we, we're going to check out the news that you, you may have missed in the Chelsea, well, the elevator of Chelsea news. Sources close to Mark Kukurea insist the left back is much more settled now and that the huge transformation at Chelsea following the ownership change even affected the new players who signed last year. Chelsea have a guaranteed place in the enhanced 32-team Club World Cup tournament in 2025. Aspilicueta has spoken to Brentford goalkeeper and Manchester United target David Rea about a potential move to the bridge. Romelu Lukaku wants to stay at Inter, who have to decide how to proceed. Chelsea are not planning for next season with Lukaku. And finally in the news, Chelsea are going to face Real Madrid in the Champions League quarterfinals. And if they progress, they're going to face either Manchester City or Bayern Munich in the semi-finals. Uh, well, from this week's news, grabbed your attention, guys. But before we get into Real Madrid, because I think that's that's kind of what we all want to talk about. Um, yeah. I'm interested to hear your guys' views on this new sort of Club World Cup format. I'm not entirely sure that I'm happy with it, to be honest. And it's nice to be in it, yeah. But honestly, 
I don't know. It feels a bit funny to me, you know. Like I think the the Club World Cup should be reserved for those who you know who win the Champions League and all the rest of it. Like it's a very prestigious competition, and that's why only a few people, few teams have ever really won it. I think if you if you make it into this format where sort of all sorts of teams can get brought in, and especially like in legacy performances from teams who actually haven't even won the Champions League, like PSG or Man City, for example, does it dilute like the sort of the spirit of the what the trophy is for? Well, both of my teams are in there. <laughs> you got Chelsea and Seattle Sounders, so I was like, yes. Oh, <laughs> um, and Flamengo as well. That That's my Brazilian team I keep an eye on because I love their colour scheme. I, I was quite chuffed. Uh, we've, there's a lot of teams from Europe going into this tournament. As a 12, I think, which you is... You don't feel like it just it dilutes wild. it a bit, though. Like, you oh, know, it, it should... certainly does, but it makes a lot of money for FIFA, and that is all that yeah. matters in today's game. Yeah, I guess so. Maybe uh, it's, you know, I just got to look at it cynically like that. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Basically, FIFA have just done their own Champions League. Yeah, essentially. It's, yeah. yeah. Which, let's face it, a team from Europe now is going to win every year. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. It, but although the, although the only nice thing about that is there'll be an absolutely massive upset if someone like Flamengo or like you know Al Hilal win it or something like that. You know. When's it going to take place? Is it the summer or it's, is it? I in... thought it was twenty twenty four. Or 2025, they were going to start doing it. Oh, I mean, like timing in the year. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, I don't yeah, because it can't. It point. can't be in the winter, can it? It can't be like well, it is you, now. It's You'd interesting. It's interesting to think, yeah, because it, yeah, it can't be in the winter. But if it's in the summer, people are saying, you know, like players are already like, you know, that don't yeah. get enough rest exactly. already. You'd have to make you'd have to make provisions to make like squad sizes bigger and all the rest of it because. I don't know. It just doesn't oh. seem like it's all that beneficial for the players. It states here it will be played in June and July. So of course, you know when you're off, you're off you're in your, your preseason. You're, that, you're kind of getting yeah. ready for preseason, aren't you? That, nope. You're going to play competitive football. That for me devalues it even more because that does it. It is. It has become a preseason tournament. Then. Yeah, I was going to say that makes it just seem like a like a yeah. preseason tournament. Well, not all the, the big, co- not all teams will be in preseason mode though. We, the European teams will, but obviously the oh yeah, the teams that are the, in like in Americas and they won't be. Yeah, for the European teams, that the, they will treat that as a preseason tournament. You I, will I, see I think B teams be right. out, youth team players. Yeah, that uh, they, they, if anything, they've just killed their own competition. Oh, Seattle might have a chance of lifting the trophy. That'd be you a- never know. You never, never know. know. Never anyway, know. getting back to the the, the superior uh, competition for football, uh, we tro- we drew Real Madrid in the Champions League for the third season in a row. I know that is just a we've never drawn them or faced London, them in the tournament. Well, I'd say London three. buses, but it's kind of like London and Madrid buses, isn't it? You know, oh, like twenty three years for one for one tie against them, and you get I, three in three years. I will stand by it. I've got to say it honestly. Perfect draw for Chelsea. Everyone has already wrote us off, and that is exactly where we want it to be. I mean, as my man Gino Smith said, we ain't gonna write back. We're we're not. I, I mean, now look, I I never want to play Real Madrid in a Champions League final because their record in this competition. If if you didn't know, listeners, in in finals, it's just it's first class. You know, you've got seventeen finals, fourteen time winners. They've beaten some absolute iconic sides in time. You've got Liverpool, you've got a Juventus side, which was arguably at its prime. And Atletico Madrid side, who were minutes away from the crowd. But Madrid, they just found that magic source, turned on the afterburners and won 4-1 in extra time. They've just got this, they've just got this, like, I know people sort of say it as a meme, but it's kind of football heritage, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I feel like we're really starting to, 
develop that ourselves around Stamford Bridge, especially on European nights. I really like, you know, our form in Europe, you know, over the years has been really, really strong. And we're kind of, we're kind of becoming, you know, like that team that you can never count out in Europe. Exactly. A bit like Real Madrid are already. Um, and so it's going to be a really, really interesting time. I'll be honest. I didn't want to play them at all <laughs> because, ju- ju- you know, because they are just that. The, it doesn't matter if they could be literally be bottom of the Liga and they would be a, well, a force well, to be reckoned look, with in the When they won it, they won it three seasons in a row. And were they the best team in Europe? No but they know how to win this competition. It's essentially the League Cup to Manchester City. But hey, to be the best, you have to be the best. What What did you make of the draw, Chris? Uh, listen, obviously, when you look at the teams that was left in, the two teams that I would have wanted to avoid the most would have been Real Madrid and Bayern Munich. So... It's I would have wanted to draw, avoid Man City as well. I know, I know they've not got that kind of European pedigree, but they look stronger than ever this season. Yeah, I still think Man City are going to have that thing with, you know, Man City in Europe. Yeah, I hear you. Like, <laughs> that, it, you know, it may, it may well. I, they're like Tottenham, you know, always. Yeah. It's 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 funny, isn't it? Because I think the bracket's a little bit one-sided. <laughs> I think yeah, that, I don't it think, really is. Yeah, I don't think that's controversial to say because, you know, it, whoever wins out of, you know, whoever gets to the final on, on Chelsea's side of the bracket is going to win the thing. You know, so if you, you know, you, it's oh, Bayern and Man City. Napoli on fans, side. fans in Naples right now. Not having Listen, that. I love you, Napoli fans. You're, you're some of the best people, but you know what? You, it's not, you're not as competitive. And I do think, I do think we've got a chance though against Real Madrid. I think yeah, we beat them before. Yeah. And I just think if you look at it, what let us down last year was the mistakes in the first leg. So we went to the Bernabeu really with a massive task and we nearly pulled it off. And I Good think times if we in can, the pub, that was. <laughs> yeah, it was. I think if we can come away from the first leg in the tie, like a, a a goal in it, if we were if we were to lose that game, if we lose it by a goal, then I think it's open. And I, I do and we're going think, back to Stamford Bridge for the second leg, so you know, as long even as, more so. I think as long as Reese James is fit mm. and plays, then we've got a chance because it, it's Vinicius who you have to keep quiet it, for Real Madrid now. Yeah, it was that game where it was a great game. We enjoyed it as a group. And then Modric went, watch me be world fucking class. Yeah, that was heartbreaking, wasn't it? Oh, no. And Alonso's um, disallowed goal. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Oh, good old VAR. Oh, the pain. (laughs) Uh, Here's here's something. Real Madrid's last defeat in a Champions League final was against Liverpool in 1981. Hey, that's the same same year Craig David was born. And as Craig David once sang, I'm walking away from the news to the next segment. And that is what we're doing. Because my attention, (laughs) my attention is on. Hey, I've sung about hands going up. So my attention is on some of our loanies because this week, a fair few articles have been coming out in regards to players Chelsea sent out from the loan army. And after reading through the several articles, there were quite a few. I did the the main names that, you know, kept coming up. And they were Callum Hudson-Odoi, Ian Matson, and Levi Colwell. So I'm going to quickly go through these and then let the team here jump in with their thoughts on each individual and what they just feel will be the next step in the three career paths that they've each got. So Callum Hudson-Odoi, he he turned 22 in November. He registered over 120 games for Chelsea today. That's 
It's quite a wild stat when you think about it. But last season under Tuchel, he only managed 10 league starts due to his Achilles tendon problems and realistically a lack of a, a fixed place in, in the manager's 3-4-3. He obviously joins Leverkusen in August with the obviously the intention of making an impact most likely similar to compatriots Jude Bellingham and Jane Sancho. And the end goal would be to force his way into Chelsea's first squad for the 23-24 season. So how has, how has he gone on so far? Well, upon bagging a debut assist in a 2-3 defeat to Freiburg, hudson Adoy started the following four league games, switching between his preferred left-wing position and a more central number 10 role, you'd say. And he also started every Champions League match that Leverkusen were in, scoring his first goal for the team in a 2-2 away draw at Atletico Madrid. Uh, Leverkusen obviously finished third in Group B behind Porto and Club Brugge, resulting in them being relegated to the Europa League. His role with the first team, it's kind of declined significantly since October because concurrent with the hiring of Xabi Alonso as the manager, he's played just 26 minutes off the bench against Wolfsburg and RB Leipzig and was replaced at halftime against both Bochum and Mainz. However, the forward... Look, he's played for just two minutes across their, the Leverkusen's two Europa League round of 32 matches, which were against Monaco, and was completely left out of the matchday squad for Leverkusen's 2-3 victory, a 3-2 victory over Werder Bremen over the past weekend. It's not looking good right now for that. What next do you feel for Callum, dudes? Well, for, I think, unfortunately, he's one of those players who he had the world at his feet and injuries ruined it and you know it, it kind of fell away from him and it, it you know he could have been the next superstar I personally with all the new signings coming in we've got a lot of young talent who've come in especially wingers I don't see him staying at Chelsea I don't see him coming back and you know actually being able to push his way into the team you know if he can't push in, into a team at, at Leverkusen of all places mm. you know and uh, I think what I could see for him which would be beneficial actually is and it would be a massive step down um, for him, but you know, either a, a lower, a lower late rate Premier League side where he's going to play consistently and be be selected constantly, or even a Championship club, you know, uh, like can somewhere I throw out Crystal Palace because if Wilfred Sahar does leave, it's not a bad shout. Yeah, stays like in London like that, or yeah, I, I don't, you know, I could see it happening. It it seems to me that he needs now somewhere where he can play consistently because he's starting to enter like, you know, sort of the the peak of, you know, sort of the mid he's yeah. almost in his mid 20s now. And so, you know, he's he's going to be getting into into the the best years of his career for his mm -hmm. own development. So he really needs to to go somewhere where he can play and he's just not going to get that at Chelsea anymore. And unfortunately, it just seems to be like another another story for Chelsea of, you know, another promising youngster that just didn't happen. Chris, what 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 do you think about Callum? Is Crystal Palace the the next move or has he got his place in the Chelsea team? Well, I agree with everything Ollie just said. Um, That's but... really good. I guess I'm just right about everything. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think... I, I would be surprised if he stays... I think he'll probably get loaned out again because we don't like selling people. We just loan them out until we have. <laughs> we to just loan them. them out until they have to, they until they go for free, or we have yeah, to or until them. they retire or whatever. <laughs> um, and then, but I wouldn't be. I've got a feeling that he might be a player who Graham Potter likes. I think 
he could use him similar to how he used Solly March at Brighton. Because Solly March was always a a left winger, really. But then sort of become a left back, right right midfielder, right wing back. And I could see I could see Potter using Hudson Adoy like that. I think it's it's one of them where you could be surprised. I, I don't think he's ever going to fulfil his potential. And I think he's always been ridiculously overrated by the fan base anyway. But I wouldn't be surprised if he was a player who Potter looked at and thought, I could keep him on the squad. Because I think he's going to co- I think he'd cause less hassle than a Ziyech, a Pulisic, if he wasn't playing. I see, yeah, I see your point. Like, if you're going to ship out like Ziyech or Pulisic and you're not going to bring anyone in to replace them, yeah, having him as a squad gonna... option, yeah, yeah maybe. I, I mean, he's we'll he's on hundred twenty k, and he does yeah. match the the current like kind of club outlook of you know having the young talent to build around. It's just my concern yeah. is he's not really like he doesn't seem to be in necessarily in the plans. You know, it. I, don't, I, 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 I think I, he, he I might think stick around old. for like. I think I'd, he'd stick around for like preseason, and if he impresses, yeah. he stays, and if he doesn't, he'll he'll go. I think it could be another Chalaber sort of situation where he plays in preseason with. Well, we're probably trying to engineer a move away. But then if he plays well, like that's what Chalaber built his one. Like his mm. entire Chelsea career was built on one preseason. Yeah. That he I'm was only now. involved in really, like do by you, accident. Do you know why I say we sell him? Because we've got this policy of not letting players leave for free. His contract expires next summer. I can't see him signing a new contract and no, I can't blame him. Not. Can't blame him. For the best move for his career here, I'm not talking as a Chelsea fan, I'm talking as a Callum Hudson-Odoi fan. So he's going to, if I'm his agent, I'm saying you don't sign a new deal at this club. You, if you're not going to be sent out on loan, because then I don't know how it works with loan deals and then it expires, recontract, etc. There's probably it's probably doable, but that's not going to be in the new ownership's plan. They don't want that. And he's not going to then sign a one-year extension to be in the same position that he'll be yeah. at the end of this season. I feel he'll be sold where I'm going to stay with Crystal Palace on that. I feel and Crystal Palace, you could see him going for like 15 million to like an Aston Villa really, and doing well. That's mm, the thing. Like, that's I interesting. Think I, I could see him actually, you know, his next, his next club, if it's like a lower rate Premier League side or something, even a championship side, I could see him doing really, really well. Uh, well, you know, yeah. and sort of becoming sort of like the man of the moment. And of course, everyone will turn around and go, "Oh, why'd Chelsea sell him?" Yeah, we did it again. Yeah, <laughs> but oh. it's just it's so, sometimes you know players just need a change in environment. And exactly. I think you know, while Hudson had always had that in his loan, I think he's always it's always been with the idea of pushing back into the Chelsea squad. And I don't think I think he needs like a, he just needs a, a completely different environment entirely. I think with Hudson Odoi as well, he has been. I don't know whether unlucky is the right word, but I don't think he's found a, a manager who's trusted him and got the best out of him. Whereas other players, Sarri probably wasn't it? Yeah, other players have had that. Now Hudson Odoi was really good under Sarri because Sarri did trust him and he put that faith in him and he played him in his best position, which is another issue entirely. But other players have had that. Like, you look at Mason Mount with Lampard, you look at Reese James with Lampard, they was given that opportunity and that faith and they took it. Whether Hudson Zoy would have or not is another question. But the best I've ever seen of him was under Sarri when he was 
that member of the squad. So I wouldn't be shocked if he went somewhere else and provided it was under the right person. Mm. Did did flourish. I but I, I I'm I'm gonna stick by what I said. I, I I think I think Potter might like him. We'll see. We'll see. Uh Loney number two. Now now this guy this guy has the dog in him. I mean huge fan of this man. I really am. Ian Matson who made his Chelsea debut back during Frank Lampard's reign. Uh, 21-year-old now. Uh, he was given, obviously, this great opportunity to show his talent when Burnley's ambition, obviously, to rejoin the Premier League is immediately under, well, you could say, rookie manager Vincent Company. Now, this move provided, obviously, regular game time in a, a difficult competition under one of the best defenders that the Premier League has ever seen. And Matson has easily adapted into Burnley's starting lineup as the team currently leads the league by 13 points after having only lost twice. The most recent coming on the road at Sheffield United, and that was back in early November, so quite a long time undefeated. Obviously, he got the World Cup break. Now, he's played the full 90 minutes in 20 of the 37 league games that he started, which ranks him fifth in the team in minutes played, while he's contributed four goals and six assists. In January, he won the Player of the Month in the Championship. He's got, look, he exhibits pace, tenacity and just positional poise in abundance, in my view. He's, his advanced statistics are also quite excellent. So he ranks third for key passes per 90 with 1.2. He's frequently able to overlap Anas Zaruri down the left-hand side. His attacking instincts are always fully deployed ranking 7th in the league for carries into the final third per 90, as well as 10th for progressive carries per 90. And if we go into the more advanced side, it's it's exceptional. He's, he displays a wealth of pace. He's got tenacity. His positional composer is very impressive for a young lad. Now, he leads the team in chances created, which is 10. And he also ranks third in vital passes made per 90 minutes with 1.2. His offensive... Impulses are fully utilised as a result, obviously, of the ability to overlap down the left-hand side. He's He ranks seventh in the league for carries into the final third per 90 and tenth for progressive carries per 90. So is he in our first team squad next season? Is he going to be on the roster or is he going to be sent out on loan again? He should be, but it's a difficult question because... Which one? <laughs> is he going to be on the roster or out the door? No, no, he should be in the team. But that the thing is, at least for me, but... The thing is, is it's a really, really tough, um, tough in terms of competition for the positions. But you've got Cucurella, who's you know just signed for a world record fee for a, a fullback, and Chilwell, who you know we're all you know we're not selling. It, it's in it's really, really interesting with Matson because he's having a a, a Reese James level breakout season, like Reese James oh, had yes. a, at Wigan. You know, so this is a this is a kid we have to keep. We have to have him stick around, and he seems absolutely perfect for the wing back left wing back role yeah absolutely perfect so i guess maybe if you have cucarella more as the cover for the left center back and that is and, a good shout and, and matson says as the as the cover for the left wing back and then you've got chances to sort of tinker and things as and when it that you know maybe that works but you know i think he's he's still defensively quite raw yeah um so i think you know as a as a pure left back i think he would struggle in the prem I... Um, at, at least currently, I think he needs something more like that wing back role where he's got lots more chances to get forward, you know, which is kind of his skill set. It's a lot like Chilwell in a lot of sense mm. in that, you know, he's he, he flourishes in the attacking third. Um, he's just a defensively a little bit green. 
Um, so f- yeah, for me, for me, he's got to be a part of the squad because I think he's he's some really uh, he'd be excellent, excellent depth for next season. Before I bring Chris in, it's interesting you say about the Reese James comparison because his stats so far are very similar to when Reese James broke out at Wigan. Because both defenders ranked in the top 10% for recoveries per 90 when compared to other fullbacks in the league at the time. Both rank in the top 20% for shot creating actions per 90. And Matson outperforms James for progressive passes per 90, progressive passes received per 90, and interceptions per 90. Wow. wow. Damn. Uh, what, what do you think, Chris? Is, it, is there a lot of hype here and not enough end product? Or do you think we are going to go and you know throw him in at the deep end? I don't think he'll be in the squad. I, oh, I don't. No. I don't think we've kill got joy. Anything, <laughs> I don't think we've got. I don't think we've got anything to lose by giving him to Burnley on loan again. They would want yeah. him back. They'll uh, be playing especially in the, in the prem. prem. Yeah, yeah. you will see really, how he really copes nice. in the Premier League. And I think the difference between James's situation and his is James come in and stayed as backup to Azpilicueta, who we all knew was coming to the end. Whereas and Matson it was a transfer be, ban. Yeah, Matson would be coming in as backup to Ben Chilwell, who's in his prime, who's still got at least five years left uh, at the very top of his game. So oh, there's no, Chelsea. That's the there's question, no considering. Natural, yeah, but there's no natural progression there where I think mm. there was for James to come in and be that understudy when everyone knew by the following season, he was going to take over. But if he has, one. you know, if he has, it, yeah, but you're right. You're right in that. Maybe it would be good for him to stay at Burnley for another season. Check out how he does in the Prem. If he has a really good season in the Prem, he makes himself part of the conversation for sure, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. But I, I think he's got more chance of proving that at Burnley, where he'll play every game in the Prem, than mm. being Chilwell's understudy and coming in for Carabao Cup games or, you know the occasional Premier League game where people will say, well, we missed Chilwell today. Yeah. Because it, because he's not going to be Chilwell good. It, it's He's not going to be first season but in the Premier League. The, 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 the counter-argument to that is if he's having a Reese James season, he's as good as Reese James was at Wigan and, and Reese James at Wigan was absolutely phenomenal. Hmm. Yeah, but it doesn't mean that they're going to follow the same. No, no, path. you're right. They they might not follow the same path. They might not have the same sort of career trajectory. You never know. But yeah, I think yeah, I think you've changed my mind on that, Chris. I think it'd be better for him to stay at Burnley. Fair enough. Hey. <laughs> right, right. Now who's right about everything? <laughs> <laughs> right, moving to Levi Colwell, currently on loan at Chelsea's feeder club, Brighton, as we know, after he's picked up just. 12 minutes across his first 15 league games. Uh, he started and played the entire 90 minutes of the next five league games, including a 4-1 victory at Goodison Park against Everton and a 3-0 victory at home against Liverpool. The double over the Merseyside teams. He's he's played he's played fully in the Seagulls' Caribou Cup run, which ended obviously with a 4-3 loss to Charlton on penalties in the fourth round. Sadly, ruptured muscle forced the end of his hot streak. However, Cole Willey made his matchday squad return as an unused sub in the weekend just gone to 2-2 draw against Leeds. So far, he's made an impression at Brighton, despite the small sample size I've just shared. He's excelling in his preferred left centre-back role. He's obviously known for his excellent ball handling skills and possession proficiency. And he's consistently displayed these traits under De Zerbi, and he's made that transition from Championship to Premier League. Look 
relatively easy, which is always a good sign. Thiago Silva turns 39 very soon. Is next season Carl Will's time? It really could be. In the same way that I was saying, you know, Matson should potentially be in the squad. Um, and, and Chris rightfully pointing out he hasn't been proven necessarily yet at the Premier League level. I think Cole Will kind of has now. You know, like he's been putting it. And if you've, if anyone's watched him, you know, you'd be seeing he's an absolute Rolls Royce of a defender. He really, really is a top, top class centre back. He's so calm on the ball. You know, he's got an excellent, excellent passing range. He turns his clearances into passes somehow. You know, I, I'm very, very excited for this kid. We all know that Cobham produces elite defenders and, and he might be one of the best yet. Uh, I do think he... I've got a real problem because we... Sit, we I, I think we have a tendency to get carried away with our young players. And damn think, well we are. I think. <laughs> what Cole do you will... mean? He's the best in the world. He could yeah. be Mal- he could be Maldini. What are we doing if we let him alone again? We hear that a lot, don't we? From everyone, <laughs> e- every young player until they don't play anymore. Like no one talks about Lewis Hall anymore. Oh no, I forgot really about him. Like, um, exactly. I remember a lot of um, a lot of outrage when Lewis Bate went to Leeds, and he hasn't played for them more or less since then. Tarek exactly. Lamptey, Billy Gilmore. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I, I do think we have to be a little bit careful because he's been, he let's face it, the reality is he was good for Brighton for five games. And before that, he didn't play. And the the reason why I, I don't think he'll be around the squad is who was the manager when he didn't play in his first 15 games? Potter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love that. You make a very good point. Although he obviously not... didn't see in him or didn't think that he was ready for the Premier League. So mm. I, do you, I think do you it will depend see, on though, how the rest of his season goes. Do you not see, though, a, a, an expert opportunity for him to be sort of tutored under Thiago Silva, veteran of the game, one of the best centre-backs of his generation, you know, for such a young kid who's already very good? To be, you know, tutored by Thiago Silva for a season. Yeah, I think that would be. I think that would be great. And and if he's the sort of player who wants to learn from other, from other players like that, then that's great. The problem I have when players go out on loan to, I would say lesser clubs, but Brighton are above us. But you, you know what I mean. Smaller <laughs> clubs, <laughs> when yeah. they go out on loan and they don't play. And they don't even get substitute appearances. I always think that's got to be an attitude thing. It was the same when Gilmore went to Norwich. Like he went there and he couldn't even get in the Norwich team. And but we'd seen how good he was at Chelsea, so it doesn't make any sense. So you're saying like it's a it's a not training right. Yeah, attitude. yeah. It maybe they don't have the mentality for it and. But at the same I, I, time, I some think... of them do because look at you know look at someone like um, Conor Gallagher, for example, you know yeah. who 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 had a fantastic loan at, at Palace, you know exactly played all the time, and that, that and that's what I mean. I, I think when you look at it, you've got to think if these clubs are signing these players on loan, they obviously have a plan for them. So the yeah. only thing that holds them back is themselves because other players got on loan. Like Loftus Cheek went to Crystal Palace and played all the time he was integral part of their team and had a really good season and then mm. he come back and he got into the Chelsea team just like Gallagher has I just worry with young players who go out on loan and don't play that it, it boils down more to an attitude problem 
Not yeah. saying he's got a bad attitude, I know but maybe he just from. hasn't got the drive to be better. I mean, I, if... I hear you, but it might also be like we were talking earlier about, you know, whether it's the case of, you know, we, we forget, I think, a little bit as well as Chelsea fans that obviously our lone players going off to another club have got to deal with, you know, all like the club politics and everything like that. And we were also talking about earlier, like a manager, you know, you've got to get a manager who's the right fit. And yeah. and things like that. So I think there's a there's a lot of things that can stop a player playing. Whether it's you know perceived seniority, whether it's you know that that club is is developing and doesn't want to you know at, doesn't want to waste time on a player who's not going to stick around. You know, I think the they're, problem they're, is and a scheduled I, I, interview. I don't around. see. I don't. I don't really remember a player, especially at Chelsea. I don't really remember a player going out on loan, not playing, and then coming back into the Chelsea team. All of them who have come in have, have played. Like you, even look at Chalaba. He went to France. I can't remember who it was in France. He went uh, to Lorient. Lorient. Yeah, went there. Played it. Played all the time. Integral part of their team. Come mm. back. Got into Chelsea team. Reese James Wigan played every game. Did the yep. same. Mount Derby yep. played every game. Did the same. Gilmore went to Norwich. Didn't play and now doesn't play. Does, isn't even at the club anymore. I, 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 the problem with the loan system is it's great when you get it right. And it's, can it's really ruined it, it, it careers suck. when you it don't does get suck it when it doesn't. I mean, yeah. if, we'll pull up some stats before we move on. It, when you compare him to other centre-backs across Europe's top five leagues, he ranks in the top 4% for passes completed per 90 with 82, as well as the top 13% for key passes per 90 with 0.58. That's 0.34 more than Thiago Silva if we're going to be proper statistical. Uh, at the same time, he isn't afraid to obviously get stuck in with the whole nitty gritty of defending, winning 75% of his aerial duels. That ranks him in the top 1% for defenders across Europe. So, wow, nice. So that's that's the three loanies. Let us know on Twitter what your thoughts are, who you think is going to excel the most at Chelsea or if they're going to be sent out on loan. We would genuinely love to hear your thoughts on this. On Monday, we, we teased the Friday main segment. From from the mind that brought you dare to compare, it is. <laughs> oh yeah, remember him. So so, Ollie, can, can you tell us more about your idea? Well, this is a uh, this is a uh, goes back to everyone's favourite thing to do when hanging out and chatting with your mates is talking <laughs> about absolutely random players who you forgot existed completely. Um, you know, who were a big part of our lives 10, 20, 30 years ago, and and no longer are. And the idea is, you know, you say a name and, and there's there's a sort of calibre of player that you go, oh, yeah, remember him. He was quite good or whatever. <laughs> and, the you know, the, the, the goal is for each of us to, to name a couple of names and to, you know, to, to see if you can get a, oh, yeah, sort of the reaction. The streets of, won't forget. Yeah, that kind of player out of, you know, that kind of thing. Um, so everyone's going to go around... Uh, and, and say a couple of names who you know that everyone's collated a few. Uh, so we're going to see you know who's going to who's got sort of the best knack for an oh yeah remember him. Berth's not here, but he does have a couple of names that he sent to me beforehand. So I will read out his for him. I didn't mention this. You're going to get a bonus point. I know there's no real winners to this game, but you get a bonus if they are a former blue. Uh, so you know, and I call it the blue bonus. So you know if you. If you manage to somehow elicit that reaction out from a player who used to play for Chelsea, it's even better. 
Oh, right. Okay. Because because I'll, I'll give my name. First name up for me is a, a man who played for six clubs in his career. That, that includes, get ready for my pronunciations, Ethnikos Asteris, Panelikos, Olympiakos, Bolton, Hull and AEL. He was part of the Greek winning squad at Euro 2004. His name is Stylianos, a.k.a. Stelios Yanakopoulos. <laughs> oh, and, that's a beautiful one. I mean, that, is a good, that is a good start. Solid start. Look, that, that, look, is, that, you, that, that, listeners, is the exact calibre of player yeah, we're looking for. Look, you say, you say Stelios, and I, I just think of his goal against Norwich for Bolton. And I'll describe it. He whips in a corner and it's headed back to the byline where he stood. He picks up the ball. He sells a former blue here in Graham Stewart. Look him up. He definitely is a former blue. The wrong way. Uh, the ball is now outside the box. He just curls it in beyond former blue again and goalkeeping icon, Rob Green. Uh, it's a beautiful strike. And I literally remember nothing else about his career. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> and, and, and that tells you exactly what kind of player he is. He's an, oh yeah, remember him player. Do you want me to, to hop yes. onto, onto one of Berths? Oh, please. Go on. All right. So Berth's first one is, uh, I believe he was an Everton winger or Everton Everton midfielder. And you'll, you'll notice a lot of clubs come up um, with this, with this from, what, from what I was looking at. You get a lot of clubs like West Ham and Everton and Swansea that, that come oh. up quite a lot. Um, and so one of, one of Berth's is from one of those clubs, from, Swansea, uh, no, from Everton, I believe. He's Leon Osman. Oh, uh, he was also. He, we said about Liverpool 1981. He was born in that year because I remember seeing him on the list when I was looking up who was born in that year for a joke. There you go. <laughs> exactly. Wow. Yeah, it's a what good does, one. That one. What does Leon he do Osman? nowadays? I think he was on the. Day. I, I think he was on the coaching staff at Everton at one point. Oh, wow. He may well have been. Yeah. Damn. Oh, go on, Chris. Who have you got? Right, my first one. Uh, to be honest with you, I. I've got so many names, <laughs> but the first one I've picked is a player who had one of the most iconic celebrations that I Ooh. think I've seen that people may or may not remember. Ben Jarney. Oh, oh yeah, man. Ben oh, what Jarny. a player. Oh, oh, remember him? Yeah, <laughs> oh, man. What, what a player. I, his failed move. To, well, it didn't fail. He went. He just failed there. It was at Man City. Oh, he was so good at Portsmouth. He was yeah, really I good. I wonder at why Portsmouth. it fell apart for him at Man City. He did score past Man United though in the Manchester Derby for Man City. Ah, uh, you know and that that gives it. You know that probably makes him a cult hero by by itself. It. He's got a bit <laughs> just, but just his celebration alone makes him a cult hero for everyone. Surely that's all I remember. I do remember uh, yeah. the set of the point. Yeah. The pointed three places in the crowd and then all the way across. What a player! <laughs> Beautiful. My first, uh, my first player is a, is a proper sort of. Uh, in my view, he he encapsulates the oh yeah, remember him kind of style of player. Who you will you will absolutely not remember who this was until I tell you the name of it. He used to play for Swansea, and he's got an iconic name, Angel Rangel. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that is fair. Yeah. He played for Villa, didn't he? I think that I just remember him at Swansea. A lot of these players from from Swansea and and West Ham and Everton and that kind of that kind of time, you know, back in sort of the the early to late two thousands well, is kind of yeah. where, where I where I went for this. That must be <laughs> like the he- they they say the man 
the man the mandala effect because i've just looked up his career history he played for qpr after swansea not villa so i have no idea where ah. that's come from <laughs> oh okay next next man up my final one of course unless we come back in the future uh this dude he, he was born a day after me so instantly whew, nine years before me for the record he came through that illustrious Dinamo Zagreb Academy. He was the youngest captain of the squad. He was compared to Zidane. No, no, no easy uh, task. That oh, it could be like Zinedine. Uh, he was at whilst he was obviously at Zagreb. He moves to Portsmouth. He then follows Harry Redknapp to Spurs again at QPR. He did a oh, spell at no, yeah, is... you know, he did his spell <laughs> at New York Cosmos and finally Rangers. He's currently the Croatia under-19 coach. It's Nico Kranchar. A oh, true Nico Kranchar. He's a true the streets won't forget player. Yes, what a player. What a player. He was oh. he was brilliant to be oh, fair. Yeah. He really was a like a streets won't forget kind of yeah, player. You know, every, nobody has a bad a bad sort of view of him, even now. I mean, look, look, <laughs> look, I'm a sucker for a player with long hair. Combine that with a beard, and I'm just yeah. in love. I'm just in love. <laughs> I mean, one moment that does come to my mind with him. I'm sorry, Chelsea fans, but when Portsmouth played Chelsea, he legit made Michael Ballack look like a Sunday league player. An offence <laughs> that should land anyone in jail. There was a cheeky back heel to confuse the great German midfielder, and off went the Portsmouth counter-attack incredible look it up it's worth it it's like oh poor michael poor uh another moment came to my mind would be his goal against fulham it's 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 beautiful it's from outside the box within within five minutes of the game getting underway and he scored the type of free kick where the only response is whoa did you see that against blues <laughs> uh birmingham city back in 07 wow he's just got great goals in his his locker it's just amazing that's what? brilliant. Nico Cranshaw, what a name. Uh, yeah. Berth's, Berth's second one is is a very, very interesting one. And it's ever so slightly before my time, so I did actually have to look up who it was. Hmm. Um, or I say before my time, I was like seven when he retired. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, uh, Berth's pick here has has quite the quite the CV. He's played for Bordeaux, Milan, Barcelona, Marseille, <gasps> Bordeaux again, Birmingham oh. City. He's oh. a World Cup winner from France. Oh, oh I know who it is. It's Christophe Jérôme Dovary. Oh, yes. wow, wow, wow. What? He had a shoelace for a hairband. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. I just remember he had a shoelace for a hairband. I'm like, okay, let's go. World I Cup remember, winner as well. When, I you remember know, how shocked everyone was when Birmingham City signed a World Cup winner. Yeah, <laughs> that was like when Bolton went on their little spree of Ivan Campo and Jokov. Uh, yeah. And he went to Qatar before it was interesting. Although he went to Qatar 2004-2005 season, his last season, he had no appearances for them. He did not play. A holiday. (laughs) We call that a holiday. Yes, I think he went on holiday and got paid, essentially. But Christophe Dugary, I think that that almost, that that encapsulates friend of the show, almost, as well as, oh yeah, remember him. Oh, wow. Right, come on, Chris. Uh, Okay, I'm going to go play for Blackburn. He might have played for other people, but I only ever remember him at Blackburn. Had an unbelievable left foot and oh. is responsible for some of the Premier League's greatest goals. Oh. Mor- Morton Gamps Pedersen. Oh, oh, streets won't what? forget him. Oh, remember him. Yeah. What a name, Morton Gamps Pedersen. It's all coming flooding back to me now. <laughs> yeah, when players used to wear long sleeves. <laughs> oh, because he always had long sleeves on, even in the summer. Oh, yeah, damn, yeah. 
I mean, technically, he's still not retired. He was still no. playing last season. He was playing for a team called, um, in the Norwegian, it just says Norwegian Football Club, but Asain, a, a Asan, he's 41. <laughs> wow. Wow. I bet he's still scoring bangers. Um, <laughs> even now. Even well, now. It'd, be, it'd be wild to find that out. I mean, he's, oh yeah, he played for Blackburn. He went to Turkey for a bit and then went back to Norway, but... Wow. Oh, I love that player. Really did. What about right. what what have you got, Ollie? Come on. All right. This is again, you know, there I think there's a there's a there's a theme with mine. It's got to be players with I think you've got to have an iconic name to be a player like this that people remember. Morton Gamps Pedersen is such a an is such a good example of that. It's a fair this name. Is, yeah, this is a, a player who uh he made his uh made, cut his teeth at the likes of Newcastle United and but I remember him mostly sort of in the early two thousand or early to mid two thousands when he was at Portsmouth. Um, he eventually found himself at Al Arabi, um, Olympiacos, um, Blackpool, <laughs> with second time Blackpool's <laughs> come up. Um, you know, such places of culture like Blackpool. Uh, eventually found himself um, sticking around in Turkey. Only retired in the after the 29-20 season. Um, he was absolute. I, I just remember him because uh, whenever the commentators would say his name, he's uh, he's Congolese. It's um, it's Lamana. It's oh, Lamana oh. Lua Lua. Oh, oh wow. yeah. He got injured doing a celebration yes. when Harry Redknapp told him not to do it. Yes, yes, he did. Yes, he did. Oh man, he was he was also one of the only lone players in the Premier League to score past his actual club because they oh, allowed him to they play. They had the rule, didn't they? They didn't allow yeah. it. I was like, that was two thousand ish. Yeah, he was on loan at Portsmouth and he scored past Newcastle. Wow. He did very well at Portsmouth, scored 15 goals for them, which is more he than... He was really good at Portsmouth. Do you, do you yeah. know who his cousin is? No, who's his cousin? Yannick Balassi. Oh, remember him? Yeah, I do remember, yeah, he played for um, he, Yannick Balassi. I don't think he plays now, is he retired? He was a truly incredible player, Yannick Balassi, wasn't he? He was for Palace that year in the Championship. Let, let me quickly Google... Um, he started his career at Rushton Diamonds. Rushton Diamonds. Wow. Wow. That is quite a, a unique went, starting club. He went to Villa at one point as well, didn't he? He did. It says he was at Everton, then Villa, and Alex Sporting on Lone Borough. And now he's at Rise of Sport. So he hasn't retired. He's still playing. It's a fair play to him. So yeah, that 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 I quite enjoyed that. Like, that just just, be- just before we finish, I, I just want to give an example of, of a of a player who was a former blue who could who could qualify for this i think in the future maybe we'll just do like one one name each or something but but on this one uh, for the debut you, you will get a bit of a bonus listeners this first this player now um used to play for bayern munich and actually did find his way to chelsea eventually um and a lot of i think a lot of people will have forgotten who he was until i say his name claudio pizarro, pizarro. oh yeah one of Enough the greatest of, uh, bundesliga forwards uh, ever yeah another failed chelsea striker <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah I mean... another one to be fair, Pizarro is the greatest of all time in the Bundesliga. Also, he has had four yeah. separate stretches at Werder Bremen. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, him and Werder like, Bremen four are distinct, like four distinct separate times. He both signed and left Werder Bremen. Have you seen his goal scoring record in in the Bundesliga? He For Bayern, always he scored seventy one goal. goals in one hundred and seventy four matches, which is an unbelievable turnover. And he yeah. scored, I don't think, he's, he scored a couple for us. I remember that. But I know in his honours list. Quite literally a couple. He scored two. <laughs> he is, he, I know he got the most appearances in the Bundesliga by a foreign player. And I know he's 
the oldest player to score a hat trick in Bundesliga history. I know that. I know yeah, that. He was was he was he Peruvian? Yes, yes, he was Peruvian, and he got uh, you know, his major international honors are consist of um the Copper America third place with Chile, uh, in, in Chile in 2015 with Peru. Oh, well. oh wow! Oh wow! Right, let, let us know what you if you remember any of the ones we've just brought up. Some of us, may, I didn't remember, so I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> And chuck right. a few of your own in the Discord exactly. or on Twitter or whatever. Exactly. Throw out a few players who you've thought of, who you you know, who who you remember from yesteryear, who you just want to remind people of. So we're gonna to move to Lion of the Week. Now I I Berth I was said he was gonna send in. Did he send it to you, Alex? He didn't send it to uh, me. He didn't send it to me. Oh, so, no. we, so so we will pick for him. I think is the is the is the right answer. What, to what's that? that? What was that? Birth Bettinelli. You want Bettinelli? Bettinelli. Okay. Fair enough. Bettinelli. Oh, right. Bettinelli. Yeah. Picked it. It's, Picked it's it. a bold choice. But you know <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What? Who have you got, Ollie, this weekend? Um, this week, line of the week. Um, I haven't really given it all that much thought, to be honest, because I was you better working because so we won't be a... picking for a couple of weeks because of the oh, internationals. Him. Yeah, so you know, it's important to get it right. I'm going to go for. Enzo Fernandez. I think he's going to have a, a really good game. Um, he's, you know, he's done very well so far. I think he's going to have a break, an even better sort of breakout super performance against a, a struggling Everton side against, you know, Sean Dyche's mighty gravelly toffees. <laughs> love it, love it. What about you, Chris? Where, you, where, where's your mind taking you? It's amazing what difference a week makes in football because. If you'd asked me two weeks ago, I definitely wouldn't have picked a Chelsea forward. And yet now oh, I'm going to pick oh, one. Oh, 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 I'm going with Joe Felix. Oh, I love oh, it. I love I this. He's, love this he's, pick. He's, he's going to get his goal that he's been so unlucky not to get over the past few games. Yeah. And because this you've picked the weekend. him, because you've picked him and not me, he will get that goal. You just yeah. know he will. <laughs> so... We what we need to do this weekend, we need to break down this Everton side. They're gonna they're going to sit back, they're gonna let us have the ball, let's take care of the ball, love the ball, be one with the ball. Sean we'll, Dyche pragmatic football exactly 101. Exactly that. We we need someone who is a dog. We we need someone who'll break the line, someone who could create a moment of magic. And I did have three names on my list. I had Felix, I changed my mind, and even more so, I'm not gonna copy a fellow lion in the in the club here. I had my man, Madueke, then I changed my mind again. I'm locking in my decision. He's going for Kepa. No, <laughs> he's going to back a hat trick, Kepa. I'm, I'm he's going to turn. He's got a moment of magic in him. You just know. In it. the 90th minute, a header. <laughs> Woo, one nil. My lion of the week this week is going to be Mikhailo Modric. Let's go. Three points this weekend. Get Grand Potter that manager of the month award. There I go. Drop it's the interesting. Mic. Nobody went with Ben Chilwell. Which I, yeah. I I thought someone might because you know at the moment I think you'd be stupid to drop him, wouldn't you? I don't like picking the same person two weeks in a row. That's the thing. No, that's fair enough. Yeah. You should have picked Kai Havertz, Chris. No, no, never again. <laughs> I told you, no. never again. We're, I've got we've got a cheeky question to throw in. This is a long episode, listeners, but hey, I hope you stuck with it. Caleb Seekins dropped us this wild one, and he, he said, "If you could go back in time and give one piece of advice to a player." Which player would it be, and what would you say to them? I I know exactly what it would be. I I would I would go back, uh, to the 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 grand old time of I think it was twenty nineteen or twenty twenty. Oh, I think we've got the same one. 
uh, and I would I would, I would go to Ruben Loftus Cheek, <laughs> maybe, uh, and I would tell him to lose his passport <laughs> <laughs> so that he did not have to go on the uh, he so he that did not have to go on the pre season friendly. friendly or mid pre season friendly. I think yeah. it was in, like, in America ooh. where he got injured, and and it's all been not downhill for him from there. But it really sort of it really kind of put a cap on the on his ceiling, I think, and so. It, I, I would love to see the player he would be without having had that horrendous injury in a friendly, which was totally unavoidable. I, I mean, whilst we're in 2019, I, we'll stay there because I'd I'd go back to the Europa League final. And just as Eden Hazard says, I think it's a goodbye. Maybe it's time for a new challenge. I grab that damn microphone and say, but you didn't realise that there are after credits. The movie isn't over for you. Eden, you're staying for at least another five years. You'll witness another Champions League triumph. Madrid, it may have the sun. It may have incredible food, but you're a proper Chelsea. I love you. The fans love you. And what do you think of Tottenham? Then we'd just go wild around the pitch, go, hey, and he wouldn't, he would forget all about the Madrid move. And he'd still be Eden Hazard that we know and love. I think I could do you one better with what to do with Hazard is you just show him uh, the amount of times he would have played for Madrid. You will play? <laughs> like in the future. Well. Uh, in, like in the future, you just show him like a quick highlight reel and he'll be like, wow, <laughs> is that it? <laughs> is, like, this, yep. is this a TikTok? <laughs> is this a TikTok? Uh, you better it's not very long. long. Yeah. Well, what do you think, Chris? Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cheat a bit. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm not going to pick one player. All right. I am going to go back in time to numerous summer transfer windows and I'm going to tell every single striker we buy, don't (laughs) wear number nine. Yeah, correct. 100%. You can't argue with that. Just anything else, any other number. Make it it your own. It'll it'll become brandable. You know, it's fine. (laughs) So we're going to move. We are closing to the finish line. We're moving to the Lone Army Carousel. Now, a quick catch-up, you already know. We'll ask a, I'll ask a question, multiple answers. Guys will give me an answer in turn. The winner will be the last one standing. Now, this is where we've got, finally, we've got a, we've got a soundbite. If, if you repeat an answer, you're out. If you get one wrong, you're out. And if you take too much time, you're going to have to wait. If, if, by the end of the time that Jason Cundy has asked... Has anyone seen Spurs? If you haven't, if you haven't given me an answer, then it's gonna be. So he, he holds it for so long. I love it. He did one this week for. Ah, has anyone seen Arsenal? Oh, I love it beautiful. so much. I love Jason Cundy. What a beautiful human. I love being. it. Right. This week's question is: Name every Chelsea player who wore the number six at our club. There are fifty-two players to plenty, so there's plenty to forget. Um. I'm going to go with, I can't remember if Chris started last week. Did you start last week? I can't remember. I'll go with Ollie <laughs> then. Ollie, who's your yeah. first number six? Uh, uh, Enzo Fernandez. He wears number six, doesn't he? This could oh be a very God. short Lone Army carousel. Oh, dear. Dear, oh, dear. Right. Uh, Ollie. I have got to say thank you because I I literally only had two names and when Mikey said how many there were I thought wow that's really bad. You know what? And, and the problem is is I I actually do have a couple that I thought I of, but I thought, I thought Enzo was on lock. I can't believe I get to say one of these names. Oh, go on, go Chris, for it. you're gonna hate it, but go on, Chris, win the game. Thiago Silva. 
Oh, oh, yeah! Oh. I, have, I have the brain power of a small I did. insect. <laughs> I, did, I, I did have another one before Go you read on. the answers out, Mark. My on. only other answer that I would have got is Oriol Romeo. Uh, I, I had one in reserve, which was Marcel Desailly. Oh, yeah. yeah. I remember seeing his, his shirt. Oh, for on. Um, you know what? Number six is such a weird number for a player because you can be like is. a midfielder, a defender. You're going to love you, this. I've given you a free one already and you didn't realise. So we had Baba Rahman, Billy Dixon, Clive Wilson, Colin Pates, Stale Jasper, Danny Drinkwater, oh, Darren, Darren Wood, David Lee, David Speedy, David Webb, Davey Hay, Sorrell, <laughs> yeah, Derek Saunders, Erland Johnson, Frank Mitchell, Frank Sinclair, Frank Upton, Gary Chivers, Hugh Billington. These are like the 50s. And what's that? Who was who's who's this one in 91, 92? Oh. <laughs> Jason Cundy, Jerry Murphy, Jim Thompson, John Boyle, John Bumstead, John Dempsey, John Hollins, John McNaught, John Mottimore, John Sitton, Keith Jones, Ken Monku, Mal Donahue, you said Marcel Desailly, Marvin Hinton, Mick Bodley, Mickey Droy, Mickey Hazard, Mickey Nutton, Nathan Ake, we've got Romeo, Paddy Mulligan, Paul Canneville, Peter Osgood, a striker wore the number six. He knew. He knew what it was about. He thought number nine. No, no. We're not doing it. Turn, turn, turn that shit upside down. down. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I know. I can see. Uh, Ray Wilkins. Ricardo Cavallio. How did you forget oh, him? Yeah. Ron, Ron Chopper Harris. Stan Crother. Steve Clark. Steve Kember. Steve Wicks. This is just and... a row of Chelsea. Oh, yeah. Remember him for the older <laughs> generations. And Tony McAndrew. Incredible. I love that Jason got was on the list. That's incredible. That's absolutely oh. incredible. I, I feel my, my performances with Lone Army Carousel, I either go to almost the end or I get it all on the first one. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's one or the other. It's never in the middle. Oh, man. Right, listeners, you have reached the end of another episode of At The Bridge Pod. It's been a long one. We haven't had a long episode like this for a... Since last week, technically, we used to do them really long. We really, really, really did used to go in 60 minutes all the time. So we hope you enjoyed it. Uh, thank you for listening. Treat yourself well. Enjoy the uh, the game against Everton at the weekend because there's going to be a two-week break. So internationals, so we're going to have to think of our stuff for Friday in a week. But hey, that's Friday. We're thinking about this weekend. So till next time, that is us signing off. You've been listening to At The Bridge Pod, a Chelsea FC podcast. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram by searching for At The Bridge Pod. And if you're listening on Apple or Spotify, leaving us a review is always appreciated.